Welcome to A Space for Growth, an extension of our ever-evolving platform, Our Communal Diary. My name is Pilar. And my name is Zoe, and we're here to cultivate a community dialogue on beauty, culture, and career as we experience it. Through conversations with each other and our inspiring guests, we hope to add new perspectives for your own personal journey. Welcome to A Space for Growth. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of A Space for Growth. We are very excited today because this is going to be the first of many times where we create a space for questions. So we are going to be diving into the nuances of romantic relationships. But of course, to begin, how have you been, girl? (laughs) I have been good. I've been good. Um, man, have I done anything? Oh, Halloween. Halloween just happened. Um, and honestly, I was expecting a lot more from Halloween in New York. I was expecting crazy costumes. I did. I went out. Um, I was expecting crazy costumes and I just didn't really see that. And I don't know, maybe I was in the wrong part of the city, but yeah. Did you you take a subway that week? I did. And all, I just saw kids, like kids in their costumes with their parents, like getting ready to go trick or treat at the local, I don't know, apartment complex. Cause you know, yeah. <laughs> nobody's in the house, <laughs> so sad, the row of brownstones or whatever, Ooh, wherever literally. they go trick or treating here in New York. But how are That's you? Hilarious. What's going I, on? Um, I'm trying to think what I did. I think I went to another football game. That's pretty much my weekly update. <laughs> like, Big football girl. Same old, same old. Yeah. But no, I've been good. Definitely a pretty good week. I, was on the phone with my cousin yesterday and we did a lot of soul searching. So good soul searching. Oh, yes. I love that. I yes. Love that. It was definitely like a let's dial back on social media and let's put more energy into the things that we really love. So yeah, we That's had really our, little, our little moment. I love but that. Yeah. So like Pilar said, um, we are going to be making this a bit more interactive for this episode. So we asked you all questions on social media surrounding romantic relationships, breakups, closure. And to be honest, Pilar and I were like, so not going to do an episode on (laughs) romantic relationships and love. Um, So this was our like loophole and caveat. Um, We're just going to be sharing your opinions and maybe jumping in with a few of ours as well. Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, when we think about just the main kind of purpose behind OCD from the very beginning was it's not just about our thoughts. Like we want it to really be a space where people can share their own opinions and perspectives. And then of course, like we have lots of opinions. So we'll just kind of tap in and um, give you our thoughts on what was said, but we're excited. Um, Zoe, do you want to kick this off? I'll go ahead and kick this off. Thank you all so much for participating in the polls or the Q and A's. All responses are anonymous. So if you submitted, um, we're going to keep your anonymity top priority. So the first question was, what does love mean to you? What does it mean to be in love? Which is kind of a loaded question. Right. Um, So here are some of the responses that I received, which were to care about someone almost as much as you care about yourself. 
which I think is very beautiful. Um, and another response, which I thought was really interesting was, I honestly don't think I know yet. Every time I feel like I've been close, it's been traumatic. Um, and I think that's definitely real at a young age, like, you know, in our early twenties, we can definitely get into situations that we think it's love. And then looking back, it was infatuation or trauma bonding or something else, but, Pilar has a definition for us from author Bell Hooks, who is a professor, feminist, and social activist. So P, if you want to go ahead and read us the definition, that might help us ground ourselves a little bit. Yes. So this definition came from the book All About Love. And Bell Hooks says, love is as love does. When we are loving, we openly and honestly express care, affection, responsibility, respect, commitment, and trust. And then she goes to say that we would all love better as a verb and that we do not have to love, but we choose to love. And essentially, it's the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. So hers is like so deep the book she it's amazing I highly recommend all about love if you haven't already read it or heard about it but um it really does kind of help I guess massage that whole idea that we've had you know as kids it's always said you know watching Disney movies or whatever it's like we all have these very um influenced ideas of what love looks like but I think what's really yeah. interesting about Belle is that she kind of also touches into just our childhood experiences what we've seen and consumed and I guess really challenges that. Yeah. Read the book, everybody. Huge plug. Okay. Um, so our next question that we had, and we this was a yes or no poll question. Do you think that you can remain friends with someone who you were once romantically involved with, in love with, dated, etc.? Oh I have my, my own thoughts on this, but I'll let you read <laughs> that. Okay, so the stats came back where 43% of people said yes, and 57% of people said no. So it was really almost down the line. And I think you're probably going to be explaining why this is so complex for people. So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are, though. I think it's it's complex. And I definitely used to be of the mindset that like, you could definitely be friends with somebody that you were romantically involved with or that you dated. And I think if you put a lot of time in between the breakup and then becoming friends, you can, but probably not a close friendship. For me, it partially feels like settling. Like this was somebody that like I loved and I wanted to build a future with romantically and it didn't work out. And so now I just have to like just be your friend, like mm. like always be in that step below of what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. Um and like, you know, I have to watch you like be in love with somebody else. And like, I want to be happy for you from a distance. So yeah. I personally don't really feel like it's necessary for me to be friends with somebody that I was romantically involved with. Like, I feel like it just, uh, it, it is never as, as seamless as one would think it would be. But I yeah. think it definitely depends on your tolerance and the duration of the relationship and how much mm -hmm. you felt for them and how things ended. But I am not, I'm not a fan. <laughs> She's not convinced. No. It just depends on the person, the relationship, duration. Right. It's, there's so many factors. 
But I also think that it kind of depends on like the stage that you're in in your life. So if you're younger, let's say young being like college or high school, I feel like you might be more inclined to kind of keep them as a friend. I think you're still just trying to even figure out what you like. Like you honestly might have just been like, I like this person for this time, realizing that's so not me, like, but I still respect you type of thing. But I think as you get older and maybe you start to actually want to maybe get engaged or get married, whatever, I think the tough part of that is it, I kind of feel like it becomes a choice that you and your partner have to make together. Like, to what extent do you want past relationships to still be a part of your current, like, present day True. life, you know? So True. I think that that could be, that I think is going to grow over time where your opinion on it either changes and becomes a little bit more strict. Or, I don't know, I mean, some people are, like, hella lack. I don't think that'd be me. I just think it's so weird when you're in a relationship with someone and you've just learned so much about that person and then you're just supposed to never speak to them again. It would be hella easy, though, if they're if it ended poorly. But if you're still, like, contemplating being friends with them, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's never easy in the beginning. It always feels weird. But I think over time, you just get used to that person's presence not being around anymore. And then all of a sudden, you wake up one day and it's just like you don't even really think about them anymore yeah which I guess well, is, it's a little where... sad but like it it's the way but that it goes I just think moving forward like it has to be incredibly platonic like you almost have to be mm. like oh god like you're my sibling almost like it ha- you have to hit some yeah sort of revel- like a revelation that's like I would never otherwise no yeah work. you aren't at that yeah. state that will not work I agree for me, I'm like, if I loved you once, like, I'll love you always. See, and but it's I just... not love. You were just in a romantic relationship with them. It's not about, this doesn't say love. Money is a love. Oh, you're saying if you weren't in love with that person? Well, it, no. So the question says, <laughs> do you think that you can remain friends with someone after having a romantic relationship with them? That don't mean nothing about love. <laughs> oh okay you're you're cold-blooded I was just okay I mean if I if I felt strongly for you romantically I don't oh God, think I I'd want to, to be your strongly friend for you romantically why can't I use the word love you're a love at first what I was going to that say complicates was it. I mean when I say involved romantically I had the implication that you were in love Okay, that adds some depth. Yeah. So for me, if I loved you once, I feel like I will always have an element of love for you, whether that's romantic or not. But by having you in my life as my friend, I don't want to even open the door for Mm -hmm. confusion, open the door for old feelings to resurface, especially not if I'm trying to move forward in a different relationship. Like I find it disrespect like I'm disrespecting the new person that I'm starting over with um and I also think I'm disrespecting myself right like I don't want to be settling for a level below of what it was that we wanted and I don't know it'll make me sad to be besties (laughs) with somebody and then you're telling me about your new girlfriend I don't want to hear about that so I'm gonna take some time take some years in between us I think, you know, put some years of space in and then maybe, maybe you can text me and be like, how was your day? 
<laughs> but not not right are after you the still bloodbath. breathing are you next. still alive right. maybe maybe <laughs> after like you five or respond. six years i might unblock you <laughs> maybe oh anyways the next okay. question that we had yes. was on closure so we have fallen out of the romantic relationship we've gone through the romantic wheel with someone we've fallen in love we've broken up we've tried to be friends we can't so we moved on to the question of closure which is what is closure how can you achieve it what does it look like to achieve closure and we got a couple of responses so the first response that we got surrounding closure was I think that it's possible to achieve closure but you can't rely on other people to give it to you The second response was closure is within you and no one else can give that to you. And then someone said in terms of how they moved forward at the end of a relationship, how they moved forward was they knew that they did everything in their power and gave 100% in order for the situation to thrive. And it ended up not working out in that way. But the fact that they have done that gave them more than enough closure to go ahead and carry on with their life. That they put in 100% effort, best intentions. It just didn't work out. I love those responses. So on my end, I got no. I feel like things will always come back to you, even in the smallest ways. It's like, no, you can never have closure. No, you can never have closure. (laughs) because well they yeah do you believe in closure no (laughs) that was the first one and then the other one was yes I do believe in closure and I think that they feel like they can um, achieve closure by expressing everything that you feel Mm -hmm. and then understanding exactly how they also feel um I think these are really good responses I'm always kind of curious to see how people get through those tough times I would say I probably agree most with the one that you had, the very first one, where it was, what was it? It was like, you find closure within yourself. Yeah, but you can't rely on other people to give it to you. Yeah, I do think that someone else can give you elements of closure. I feel like it's almost this one and then the one that I had where it's like expressing that, you know, how you feel and how the other person feels. I do Mm -hmm. think that there should be some sort of like, you kind of owe it to each other to communicate how you feel and if someone yeah. hurt you, I think there's a lot of growth that can happen, even if it's not coming, like, seeing eye to eye, but just at least, like, the respect of understanding where that person's coming from is huge, I would say. Yeah. But I also think that there is so much power in being able to achieve closure on your own and kind of coming to terms with, like, maybe it was not a great relationship. And as opposed to you feeling like, why does this person not want me here? Why was I given such like a a bad hand then you can actually look internally and really say like this was not even someone who was very beneficial for me and really the question there is like why would I even want someone like that in my life like let me now focus more on like what what's going to really be helpful for me and the type of people and energies I need you know I think I really love that response so So someone did DM me to the side And they said that they thought that they were achieving closure by having conversations with their ex-partner to understand why things happened the way that they did and why the person made the decisions that they did. But 
even though it gave them an aspect of closure and made things harder because they were continuing to interact with someone who hurt them. And it's a very mm-hmm. fine line between wanting closure and wanting to fix a problem that can't be fixed. And I 100% oh. believe that. I think a lot That's of good. times when it's like you keep going back to somebody to rehash something or to ask the same question over and over and over again, it's like, are you getting closure or are you just reopening the wound? Someone said to me recently, it's like, it's like you're running on a broken ankle. And every time you go back to that person, it's like you're hitting a rock and all of the tape falls off around your ankle. And then you have to rebandage yourself up again. And then you get up and you run and then you go back to them and then you hit another rock and then you have to rebandage up your ankle. It's like at a certain point, you just have to stop and rest and be like, the situation didn't work out, and I yeah. have to find out how to move on. And I, I am in agreement that the other person cannot always help you do that. It's a lot of mm-hmm. the work that you have to do, like rebuilding your own self-esteem. I absolutely, like absolutely. And I also think how you said you have to, I feel like the chance of that person, you and that person speaking, might better in terms of the outcome if you give yourself space like yeah you know I don't think you should be quickly looking for the the answer and the reason you know what I mean it's like after something yeah. bad happens or a breakup like fix things like I don't think you should go into fixer mode I think you do need to give yourself that time and then make that decision of are we going to talk about it even if we're yeah. still moving away from it um or I guess however you see yourself like achieving some level of closure for sure. And it just takes time. Like you can't rush it. Like if you just yeah. broke up with somebody a week ago, you're not going to feel better the next week. Like right. the time, which brings us to the next question of like, how do people get through and get over breakups? This was a yes or no poll. Do you get over someone old by getting with, or I guess getting under someone new? <laughs> you have the stats <laughs> for this one. Oh my god. Okay. The answer to this, I was kind of shocked. I'm not really? going to lie. Okay. 9% said yes and 91% said no. I think people are lying. I think people are lying. Absolutely. <laughs> like I, I know like, people are lying. I, like we have like we're firsthand witnesses of seeing people do this. I'm confused. Like what 100%. are these stats saying? Yeah. But I also actually got a very like interesting response as well. And someone had said that instead of going to someone else, they just went back to the same person. Like, but so how like, does oh, that help you get over that person? You know, those are the nuances. But I think it's more so just interesting that people really are taking different pathways. I mean, it could be we're getting over. Maybe they're getting over the old person. Maybe they're getting over like the. Oh, they went back they to used to have older person. Oh no no no! They went back to the same person. So they were not. To get over person A, they went back to person A. Yes, precisely. So they, but I they think, did not want hear to me end out. the relationship. Hear okay, me I'm out. So I think, now I'm just interpreting this on my own, but I do think that when you're with someone for a very long time, I think that you are kind of like, there's like rebirths that happen, right? Like you're evolving, yeah. you're changing. Yeah. I think this could be. But I could see it being that, like, you're kind of getting over that old version of yourselves together, that old version of the relationship. And then probably they took time to heal, grow, whatever that looks like. And then now they're kind of, like, relaunching into part two. 
you're saying that like, if you are with somebody and things don't work out and you break up and you take time apart from each other, that you can get back with that same person and together you two can mourn the people that you used to be. <laughs> okay, that that's, it saying? sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it does. It, yeah, but it, I do it, think it in a very time, they just kind of grow and I think that, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think that's different than getting over someone, though. Like, I can't get over you if I am still with you. Okay. I can't. I, no, I see what you're saying. I think I'm totally changing the question. Like, you did. Totally- <laughs> that's a new, that's, we're on a new topic. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That's you like know what? whether or not lying. people can change. Let me tell you something. This people are lying. Was- this response was fraudulent. So now I have to yeah. veer us into the right direction. That's well, I happened. think that people were saying what like is the proper quote unquote proper right. thing to say, we can all which talk is about like, of course thing. I don't. Right. I personally mm-hmm. feel like you have to do whatever is best for you, but don't hurt people in the process, right? Like if That's you are trying to get over your ex, whatever, don't then drag somebody else into it and have them thinking that they, mm-hmm. you know, have just upped the boyfriend girlfriend lottery and they're with somebody and you're amazing and you're just kind of using them to to rebound and to totally. get over your ex, you know? Don't make anybody mm-hmm. your little rebound project. I feel like if you really need to get some things out of your system, like make sure everybody involved knows that it's like, "Hey, we're just kind of, you know, messing around. It's nothing serious." Yeah, I'm funny you know, this is fun and games. Don't, you right. know, make somebody think that you are in a different space in life than you actually are. Because I think that that's just, that's poor for the other person. But I also think it's important to take the time to like be by yourself. Like I know a lot of people are just scared to be by themselves. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of, we'll get into this later, pressure um, mm-hmm. to be in a romantic relationship. And so I think it's important to take the time to be by yourself and to heal if not only for you, but just so that you are not inflicting pain on others. You are definitely steering us into the right direction. And I can absolutely am on track. I love it. I love Thank that. You. So on the token of like steering on the right direction and me trying to, um, you know, redirect Pilar back. Me. Influence <laughs> her. Our next question was, do you think that your friends give you good advice when it comes to romantic relationships, when it comes to dating and all those different things. And so 76% of people said yes. And 24% of people said no. And if you are my friend and you said no, I'm not mad at you because sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. And I do not take (laughs) offense to that because I probably have given bad advice over the years. Um, but what do you think, P? Do your friends give you good dating advice? I won't you be know, Oh, well, I answered no on yours. But I <laughs> think... <laughs> no one has their own experiences that they're speaking to. And it can yeah. quickly become, like, completely tainted with other thoughts and perspectives. And a lot of the time, like, that person that you're speaking to really doesn't even know, like, your partner at that time. Um, yeah. Which... Again, I think sometimes, though, I get, like, incredible advice from people. But I think it, it really depends. Like, I, I wouldn't say take everything with a grain of salt. Sometimes, like, 
you understand the relationship better than anyone else sometimes, most of the time. So I think it's good to just try to kind of figure that out through communication. I mean, the only reason why I think I'm positioned this way is because I feel like I see more often than not that like a girl or a guy, whomever is talking more to their friends about the relationship than they are than to their, their partner. partner. Yeah. And so that's why I'm always like hesitant to really give advice because you really should just be going to like the source of the issue it was actually I was talking to a friend of mine and I remember saying something along the lines of like if you're speaking more about the relationship with your friends then like nothing's really happening like there's clearly not that much going on because I just feel like not saying that there's not bad things happening but more so there should be more communication and there should be more um transparency between you and your partner to be able to have yeah. these conversations to where you do not have to like solely or run like, to your primarily friends. yeah like take advantage of that friendship's advice you know well I think that also just speaks to like there's a communication issue in your relationship if you're constantly yeah. running to your friends it's like is your partner not receptive to what you have to say um is your partner mm-hmm. like the type of person that'll blow up or do they just kind of close off But I also think that it's like, I've noticed in myself, like I'll go to my friends for relationship advice, fully knowing that they're in the middle of a messy situation (laughs) and they'll give me advice or like my friends will come to me for relationship advice, knowing I was just crying the day before (laughs) and I give it to them and I'm like, this may not be, you know, it's the blind leading the blind perhaps. But I also think another part of like getting advice from your friends that's beneficial is like, If you tend to put on your rose tinted lenses or you tend to put people on pedestals, it's nice to go to your friends and be like, Mm -hmm. I, these, this is what's happening. And them just kind of bring it back down to be like, no, like this is what it is. Like, don't, you know, don't glamorize it. Don't idealize this person. Don't idealize the situation. Like these are the facts from the outside looking in, especially if you are in a toxic situation, an emotionally manipulative or abusive situation, and you are really close to it, it's it's honestly very hard to see. So yeah. I think sometimes that grounding of other people being like, I don't love that person. I don't love your partner, so I can tell you mm-hmm. what it is. Versus you love that person, so you're going to rationalize their bad behavior in order to stay in the relationship. No, I, that's such a good point. Cause I do think there's a balance, right? Yeah. And I definitely have seen that. And I think, you know, yeah, people's life experiences can definitely alter their, and just like when they're in the moment, like you said, sure. like it totally alters your perspective and like true, um, kind of like your sight on it. And I think when in doubt, go to therapy though. Cause like none of us know what we're talking right. about. So <laughs> the next <laughs> we're all like that. components of that. Yeah, just literally go to therapy. Don't ask me anything. Go to therapy. So the next question was another poll, and we did get some responses to the side. Do you feel that there is certain pressure to stick to a set timeline for your life? And by set timeline, I mean like the timeline that you created when you were a kid. Um, 71% of people said yes, they feel that pressure. And 29% of people said no. And I'm honestly happy with that percentage, I wish the no percentage was a little higher because I think mm-hmm. we need to be 
a little bit more patient with ourselves from sticking to this like made up timeline that we had when we were eight and we thought that 25 was the equivalent of 40. Um, There's no, when you're ready for things, you're ready for things. And Mm -hmm. there is no need to, to have that pressure, but the responses that came um, were that there are some goals that should have deadlines in order to keep progressing. Others can be more flexible due to life. It's important to know if taking more time out for better outcomes or if you're taking out more time out of fear. After all, being uncomfortable is what makes us grow the most. And I think that's mm-hmm. definitely important when it comes to like, you know, career growth right. or moving and advancing into the type of person that you want to be. Um, I think it's important to like assess to yourself, like, am I pausing my progress because I'm scared or am I pausing my progress because I'm, I'm simply not ready and I need more time? Mm-hmm. Another response that we got was with the pandemic and social media, the pandemic has already escalated this need to like make sure we're living life to the fullest and we're hitting all of our goals because we had over a year where we were all kind of immobile and social media is definitely playing a huge role with showing young people achieving big goals and, you know, like getting married, getting houses, traveling on expedited timelines, and it's hard to see belong beyond those external influences and have patience with your own progress. And I also think that's huge. Comparison is the thief of joy. So if you are comparing yourself to some 19-year-old on Twitter who has a mortgage, a uh, family, a, you know, fiance, three cars, and, you know, is trading in Forex, like perhaps (laughs) you should... (laughs) Perhaps you should not, you know, be playing that comparison game because I really think it's like when you're ready for things, that is when things will come, not a second before. So you can't compare yourself to somebody else. Yeah. No, this is like exactly what I was talking about with my cousin. So it kind of is a full circle moment. But I would say I definitely resonate with the last comment you said where like social media has just such a huge impact on us. I think, um, there's just so much visibility into what everyone else is doing and I feel like I'm so familiar with like kind of like the traditional way of achieving success specifically within career because honestly I look at like marriage and all that kind of stuff as somewhat out of my control I feel like that will happen when it happens but I think career so the next question that we had also in the realm of pressure has to do with pressure from media influences so P if you want to dive into that question and give us the stats of 96 percent of people said yes their preferences types desires are impacted and then four percent said no um that was not a shock to me at all I think just as to what I said the last round like it media is huge and yeah if you're consuming it like you're gonna feel affected by it to some degree I do think it gets kind of interesting though when you start to think about like your preferences and your types in terms of relationships and how mm-hmm. I think like the relationships that you see in the media can start to impact what you would want and what you would desire. I mean, I think a lot of times like you're inundated with images of like men buying their girlfriends, like a Tesla and mm-hmm. a Chanel bag and the whole thing is filled with flowers. And you're looking at your boyfriend who is also a senior in college who is working at the dining <laughs> hall and you're like, why haven't you gotten me a Birkin? And he's like, well, because I make $12.50 an hour. That's why. Right. And so I think totally. that there's a lot of like, 
there's a lot of pressure to have this like flashy, glamorous relationship where you're taking pictures and posting them and posting about, you know, how happy your man makes mm-hmm. you or how happy your girlfriend makes you and stuff. And it's like, are you, is that happening in real life? Or are you just yeah. kind of doing that for social media? Like, I think that's really like the pressure to have this Instagrammable relationship. And it's like, do you guys even like each other? Yeah. Like in real life? No. Like you're sitting next to each other, tweeting about each other, but like, do you talk? (laughs) But let me stop. Let me stop. Let me not even go there. Let me not even go there. (laughs) No, (laughs) that lifestyle stuff is. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, I think people are so influenced by like, what's the picture going to look like? I mean, people are taking trips just so that they can get the picture that they want. You know, it's just like, yes. wow. Like, yeah. Let me go to Tulum with my boo. And now you're in credit card so debt can... because you knew you couldn't afford that trip right. before you booked it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said senior in college. <laughs> working at the Come on. Now. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Right. No your boyfriend. Your boyfriend is in AP yeah. chemistry sitting right next to you. And you expect for him to be buying you a Chanel bag for your birthday. He can barely afford to take you to Red Robins. Like, let's all just <laughs> let's stay within the time and within the budget that we all have. And yeah. not try to outdo each other on social media to prove our relationships are better than what they are. Or better than someone else's. I hear that 100%. By my rant, you all can tell that this is clearly something I feel passionately about, you know. Anyways, <laughs> um... <laughs> didn't Drake say something like I'm not hiding the world from my kid I'm hiding the kid from I'm hiding my kid from the world why I'm doing the same thing with my relationships I'm not I'm not I'm hiding kidding. my relationship from the world I'm, or whatever I'm, I'm whatever <laughs> y'all hear me we cl- I clearly <laughs> don't know the line and I'm probably going to edit that whole part out okay <laughs> so our last question is what dating advice would you give your younger self this was another short response, and Pilar has the answers for this one. Yes. So the first answer is, and I quote, he's not the one. Love should not be accompanied with pain. Mm. Um, she yeah, said he is go. not. Let him go. Yeah. <laughs> and the other ones is um, love should be simple and uncomplicated. Wanting love is not an excuse to ignore the small things that make you unhappy. And then kind of the way to get over a relationship would be to really give yourself like at least 30 good days of no contact with that person and really just kind of like self a lot of self-care rebuilding um kind of like thinking introspectively this that and the fourth so yeah yeah I mean it's hard to say I don't know I feel like um what advice would I give my younger self I don't know I guess I would just I can't imagine like I'm very hard-headed so I can't imagine me going back to like 18 year old Zoe and being like let it go let him go like it's not it I 18 year old Zoe would be like you don't know anything and would continue to do the stupid stuff I feel like the best advice I could give my younger self about like love romance and relationships is like don't Put, don't put too much pressure on it. And if you feel like you are you are swimming upstream and you are fighting really hard for something that is just not going to pan out, just like rest your nerves and stop. Like it has nothing to do with you and your own self-worth. It's just like that's not your person. And that's yeah. fine. I think I have two main things. 
I think the first one is um, focus more on what you need in a relationship. And obviously when you're young, like that is such a bizarre question. Like I honestly know like if I heard that, I would not even know what I was saying because I feel like just now am I starting to truly understand that. But I think a lot of the times, especially when you're young, you know, you're just trying to like, not like be chose, but I think you want someone to like you to have that satisfaction of this person really likes me and it's this butterflies and whatever. You're compromising your morals and your values and stuff. Yeah. For another person. Specifically just thinking like as a girl, like my experience, I think it's always like your friends, you know, that's what gets everyone excited. It's like, oh my gosh, this person likes me. So I think sometimes you're just like influenced by that. Like you just want to be liked, honestly. But I think it really gets to a point like I think the biggest one of the biggest kind of changes is focusing more on what you actually need to be happy and like the companionship that you really want and what's going to be beneficial to you and then I also think like stop wondering if they like you really ask yourself like do I even like you I mean you have to get to that point of knowing like what are your and then saying like not necessarily do you meet all of them but do I see something in you that is like truly positive and gonna add value to my life in the way that you would want to add value to their life it has to be mutual and I think you just need to have like a really clear view of both players in that or however many players you got in it like you got to be clear on that I'm just gonna jump in and add a piece of advice that my line sister Selena gave randomly um about her view on love and relationships she was like he should not give you butterflies she was like, you need to mm, feel really this. calm and safe around him. And I had to sit back and think, anytime I've gotten butterflies from somebody, <laughs> it has not <laughs> ended in my favor. I well, think also, I'm like, are those butterflies? Or it's anxiety. anxiety. Right. Yeah, you don't have butterflies. You're anxious and on edge and you haven't eaten all day and your stomach is doing flips. And Well, you guys, I am officially done feeling nauseous about this. I did not want to film an episode on love and relationships (laughs) because I know it's so controversial. Everybody has so many opinions. And so it was, you know, a great idea on both Pilar and my part, in my opinion, to loophole this by just sharing your opinions. So thank you all so much for participating in this episode. And we hope that you all will participate in future um episodes where we ask for crowd feedback and opinions yes definitely visit the description of our podcast because we will have all of our instagram handles linked so mine zoe's and then our communal diaries instagram because that is where we have our polls and so on our next a space for questions you guys if you didn't get the chance to participate this time you'll definitely be able to next